This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Grace and you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Download the 77 WABC app. And coming up at 45 minutes past the hour, Carter Cares. I'll have an interesting story for you at that point. And I am looking right now at a number of stories. And, of course, we are taking your telephone calls. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So, one, in Ukraine. Here is one area, one specific area where the U.S. has succeeded. And that is, U.S. officials say they want Russia weakened. The word weakened in quotes. The U.S. has been successful at that outside of the uh, nuclear threat, the war, which is now two months old, has proven, has shown that Russia is not the superpower military it was believed to be. And so, according to the Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, he says Russia weakened to the degree that it can't do the things, the kind of things that it has done in invading Ukraine. And that makes perfect sense. The second story I'm following, and we will let you hear uh, some of the sound from that. Guess who was on 60 Minutes on Sunday? The mayor of New York City. Eric Adams, and he said something, focused on something that I have been advocating for months here on this program. Mayor Adams slams his own party, Democrats, for backing Black Lives Matter instead of police as he tells Democrats to give police more power because doing so, in the mayor's words, will stop African-American people being killed. I'm going to come to that in just one second. And what is the world coming to? New York is actually weighing, considering 
giving pizza joints, other eateries, the okay to sell cannabis-infused food. Hey, one big party where we can all get high. This is ridiculous that it is actually going there. I'm going to come back to that in just a second. But let's start with Mayor Adams Sunday on on 60 Minutes. And the first thing he discussed with uh, Anderson Cooper is the issue of crime and why Democrats, for the most part, don't want to deal with it. Democrats don't like talking about intervention. But we have to lean into the discomfort of the immediate things we must do. Because you can't say black lives matter when a police officer shoots a young person. But does that black lives matter when a 12-year-old baby was shot? You said the, the Democrats don't like to, to talk about that. Why is that? Because when you talk about intervention, you have to use the term of giving police officers the tool to deal with violence right now. That makes a lot of very liberal Democrats... A little worried. Yes, it does. Because that's Rudy Giuliani language. They have allowed Rudy Giuliani to hijack something that the overwhelming number of people of color want. They will tell you, we want our police. We don't want our police to be abusive. And that is the balance that I know we can do in this in this city. He's calling out Eric Adams, Black Lives Matter. And all of this comes as one person Uh, after a shooting at at a uh, Jamaica subway station, is dead. This happened just a few hours ago, the evening rush hour. Five shots rang out inside the busy subway station at the Jamaica Center Transit Hub. The start of rush hour on Monday, a 24-year-old man is dead. Adams continued he often talks about public safety and he did so on 60 minutes. If you don't have public safety, everything crumbles and I have to make sure the city is safe. And you're not just talking about the physical public safety. You're also talking about the perception of public safety. Without a doubt. Uh, the perception is as powerful as the reality because if you wake up in the morning and you hear that someone was hit in the head with a hammer Then you are, number one, reluctant to get on the subway system. And then if you're on the subway system and you're seeing disorder, encampments, people laid out on the train, loud noises, uh, cursing, then you begin to actually embody what you read and it becomes your perception, even if you were not attacked. So we have to deal with the real crime, but we also have to deal with the perception that is being fed to New Yorkers. So whether you like Eric Adams, whether you dislike Eric Adams as mayor of New York City, you have to give the guy credit, at least in this 60-minute interview, that he is saying the right things. I know the rap on on Adams, which many of you feel that that, uh, Mayor Adams says the right things, but the crime problem is not really being dealt with. And I'm not going to sugarcoat this this morning. The only way crime is going to be dealt with in New York, you have got to bring back, one, the anti-crime units. That's number one. 
of the NYPD. Number two, we've got to stop this revolving door of kumbaya with the justice system and the court system. And, oh, we're going to pat them on the head and um, they're going to be released without bail. Two-step dance. And if you complete step one, the anti-crime unit, and complete step two, things will get better. Let's go to the telephone calls. 1-800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's start with um, with John uh, in Staten Island on Ukraine. And I see all the calls on all the different topics. We will get to them, folks. Good morning, John, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Dominic, uh, which one? I wanted to bring across the point. I just heard Eric Hannum speak that. You know, the perception of crime, forget about the perception of crime. If you had the cops doing what they were supposed to be doing way back when, we wouldn't have an 80% or 75% increase of crime anywhere. Things were going good as is. It's like when you open the border when you know you have the border closed. And now we have millions of people that are taking advantage of the American citizens getting more benefits than we do. But the thing, the point I'm being is that, um, let's put it this way. I want to talk about Ukraine for a minute with uh, Blinken and uh, um, the uh, Austin is the uh, military uh, advisor. I, I like the way that they speak about, like, the Ukrainian is a problem that we could deal with, that we need to weaken Russia. But where were they a few months ago when we pulled out of Afghanistan Then there's millions of people dead, there's women tied tied up that can't go to school anymore people getting beaten to death and i never heard when the president flew across the border with a whole bunch of cash that the vice president stayed in the mountain of pashtuns to fight and blinken and austin and none of these guys want to help out a middle Eastern. is it because their skin is darker than the european or is it because it's nothing to do with money or is there more money in ukraine with biden's administration then, then there is money in Afghanistan to, to free all the people that are getting slaughtered. Slaughtered. Well, as I, I can't answer it. I don't at, know. Can at, you tell me? Well, John, I thank you for the call. As it relates to Secretary of State Blinken and Defense Secretary Austin, let's give them uh, the benefit of the doubt for this argument. For argument's sake, they take their marching orders from the President of the United States. And that's the bottom line. The Secretary of State, the Defense Secretary. And so, you know, we all can agree, if we're going to be honest in in this assessment, that what happened in Afghanistan was an absolute disaster. And the U.S. is in the position now where the United States of America looks like a follower rather than the leader of the free world. But at least in this one instance of weakening Russia, the United States, through its support of uh, Ukraine, has achieved that goal. Let's go to uh, John in Brooklyn. Good morning, John, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Dominic, I agree with you completely. But I will say, what took the Biden administration so long? They should have... They were warning about the invasion for months. They should have helped Ukraine 
months ago. But I'm glad at least Blinken and Austin spoke to Zelensky for three hours. And hopefully, finally, something may happen that will allow them to prevail. Um, I just want to quickly mention that yesterday, and I don't think it's available as a podcast, but I heard Dick Morris say that he thinks Ukraine can win because it has the offensive weaponry and the defensive strategy. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. And, and John, I thank you for the call. I, I think that's a fair assessment when looking at the situation uh, in Ukraine as it relates to the now two-month-old uh, uh, attack uh, by Russia. I thank you for the call, John. Let's go to Samuel and Tom Tom's River, New Jersey. Good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. Good morning. Okay. Um, I was wondering, this is something that's been bothering me for um, since Mayor Adams, pretty much after his first two weeks as mayor. Um, his whole campaign promise really, really revolved. I think, I think his success revolved around the fact that he really pledged to combat crime. My question is, uh, how, in, how in the world did it come to this, that after all his campaigning and promising, crime has gotten so much worse than by de Blasio? How do you manage to do that? How can you make something that he literally focused on even worse? Well, in, in fairness to uh, to the current mayor, uh, we can't blame him for what de Blasio created. This is what happens, and this is why I'm not a fan of all of this wokeness, because de Blasio said, hey, the uh, the uh, the police teams that work, nah, we're, we're doing away with that. Uh, uh, my, my supporters don't support that. We're going to move away from that. So it, the, the, here's the honest truth, the honest truth truth, Samuel, and I thank you for the call. Eric Adams had to, I mentioned a a two-step dance earlier. That's what he had to do to get get elected. To the masses, he said, I'm going to fight crime. But to the base, he had to say, we're going to fight crime, but we're also going to uh, keep alleged police uh, abuse in check. And so now we have a situation where he's ready to crack down on crime, but he doesn't have the blessing from Albany. And so he's in a a very bad situation, a no-win situation, where he doesn't have the support from Albany lawmakers to do what's necessary. And that's why everybody needs to turn out and vote because the message has to go out loud and clear that if you don't stand for reform uh, and and if you're not willing to denounce Black Lives Matter and all of that nonsense, then you will be voted out of office. Let's go to Mitch. Mitch is calling from the Bronx. Good morning, Mitch. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, hello. Good morning. Well, what I want to say was, first, as far as Ukraine... I think we need to do a lot more, and, you know, I was never in the military, so it's not for me to say that people should fight, but I think maybe, even though they're going to say it's not doable, I think maybe they should get together a list of troops who want to go, troops who are totally willing to go, 
and send American troops over there because otherwise Ukraine is going to vanish. It's not going to be here anymore. All the people are going to be killed, just like the Holocaust. And I think that's what we need to do a lot more against Putin. As far as BLM goes, I, I certainly support the idea that Black Lives Matter because they do. The organization Black Lives Matter, I don't know. I've heard so much bad about it. I don't know what is true and what isn't. I think that if there is wrongdoing in the organization, that needs to be dealt with. But the idea that Black Lives Matter, that came about because of a lot of things, uh, particularly Eric Garner and George Floyd, two incidents which never should have happened. Those police officers should never have been on a job. Police officer Pantaleo had a whole lot of complaints against him, which certainly he should not have been in that position. And those two incidents, along with others, Never, ever, ever should have been allowed to happen. And that's why this whole idea of Black Lives Matter came about, because those things can't happen. But at the same time, the riots that happened in 2020, that can't happen either. You can't, you know, harm innocent people and destroy businesses. But on the other hand, you can't beat people up and put them in chokeholds. So there's both, both sides, you know, there's wrongdoing. And that need, we, we need to figure out a way around this without harm on either side. Well, Mitch, I I could spend an entire program on the uh, Eric Garner case and uh, officer or, or or past officer. Thank you for the call, Mitch uh, Pantaleo. But I just don't have the time right now with the amount of telephone calls uh, that we have. Um, there's nothing wrong with civil rights uh, organizations, and if they're doing good work, then wonderful. But when you want to own several million dollar uh, properties, as uh, the leaders of Black Lives uh, Matters have done, so so that's just unacceptable. And it's commendable that Mayor Adams is calling out Black Lives Matter, as I've been doing for months on this program, because they are absolute phonies. Now, Dominic, why would you use a word like phony? Here's why. The truth of the matter is, all across America, black people are killing black people just about every day. And it's business as usual. No one says a word outside of the crying mother and relatives. Business as usual. The moment that it happens to involve a white police officer, justified or not, get the live trucks ready to go. Get the satellite trucks ready to go. We're going to be live wall to wall. Uh, hear the protests. Oh, there are no protests. We're going to manufacture the protests and work people up to get them out there protesting because we're going to get the headlines. We're going to get the ratings and it comes down to money. And, and of course, and the woke crowd. And of course, once the cameras are there, then you know that the ambulance chasers are not far away. You already know who they are. I don't need to uh, say their names. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are going to take a break. When we come back, I can't believe Albany is considering uh, permitting some uh, establishments to put cannabis and food. I mean, <laughs> we're going to talk about that. We will uh, talk about, continue to talk about uh, Ukraine and also 
the fact that Mayor Adams on 60 Minutes on Sunday criticized Black Lives Matter and says he wants to turn things around. I see all of your telephone calls. We'll get to them. Uh, Jacqueline in Brooklyn, our friend Stan in Forest Hills, a lot more. We'll get to those calls when we come back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I heard you were looking for me. We only talk about how do we protect the rights of those who commit a crime. How about start talking about how do we protect the rights of people who are doing the right thing? Mayor Eric Adams on 60 Minutes on Sunday uh, with Anderson Cooper. And listen, folks, again, whether you like Adams, whether you think Adams is a con man, whatever you think Eric Adams is, he's right. I've been saying this for months We are so busy and the pendulum has switched so far to the extreme level that all we care about are the criminals. And what about the law-abiding citizens? You know, Rush Hour, a few hours ago, how do you just open fire in a busy transit hub? How do you deal with that? But this is the world that we live in today. Back to the telephones. Let's go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good morning, Jacqueline. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I know this is not the topic that you're talking about um, this morning, but I'd like to add a comment regarding the caller uh, from yesterday morning's program, Frank. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it was obvious to everyone that he had an agenda and he wasn't going to deviate from it no matter what was said to him. Um, I don't think he has any concern for that eight-year-old child in Syracuse, and it's because of individuals in society that have the same mindset as him that children like that eight-year-old will continue to be failed because of an agenda-driven mindset. And if he happens to be listening, I'd like him to know that there were many uh, individuals in my upper-middle-class white neighborhood who became drug addicts, alcoholics, and thieves and wound up in and out of jail numerous times. And most of them wound up dead between the ages of 30 and 40 because of their behavior, not because of their race. So race has nothing to do with it. And the way to stop generational poverty is through individual responsibility. Like you, Dominic, there are plenty of men who came from single-parent households and or poverty, like Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina. Mm -hmm. The last point I'd like to make is it was a white man John Moniz, a Chick-fil-A franchise owner who mentored Senator Tim Scott when he was a teenager, and also the senator's mother who disciplined him when he was failing in high school. And John Moniz taught him to take individual responsibility for himself, not to blame his mother 
for admirably working long hours and not being around as much as maybe he would have liked her to be, or his father who wasn't around at all, but that individual responsibility is the key to success and a great future. So, because, so Jacqueline, let, let, let me just let me just tell you this, and then I'll let you continue before I go on. So, if if you were in Yankee Stadium right now, the, the sound would go something like this, meaning you just hit a home run and the crowd would roar because everything you just said, Jacqueline, is, is dead on. And so the reason why I gave uh, the gentleman, Frank, so much time yesterday uh, is, one, it's it's interesting to get a different perspective sometimes. And sometimes I view my role, Jacqueline, is I will give people enough rope on air to hang themselves. And so I wanted people to hear. He made some valid points, but I wanted people to hear the excuse after excuse after excuse that the gentleman was making. Please continue your point, Jacqueline, and then I need to move on. Absolutely. Well, like like you, because Tim Scott followed that valuable advice, he became a great success, and now he mentors others in poor communities, just like you do, Dominic, to help them to grow up to be successful, productive members of society. And if I can make one comment Okay, about, just quickly, though, because I have sure. a lot of calls. Go ahead. With regard to police brutality, again, I come from an upper-middle-class white neighborhood, not short on crime, not short on drug addicts or alcoholics or thieves. There was police brutality in my white neighborhood also, white cops against white criminals. Criminals, and the key word is criminals. If they weren't engaging in that type of behavior, there wouldn't be that potential for any type of abuse. Well, Jacqueline, I, I I really appreciate your call, and um, you know you you made a lot of uh, valid points, and uh, thank you for the call, Jacqueline. I for one, um, I I I'm not I'm not with the let's make a million excuses. It's either it's either you succeed you, because if you work hard in this great country, it's the sky's the limit. If you if you're willing to work hard and not hide behind uh, excuses. Let's go to our friend Stan in Forest Hills. Good morning, Stan. What's on your mind? Uh, I want to take a little ride down to the border. Okay, let's go down and to the border. Let, but my, my border is the people that were there today. The so-called minority leader and Marjorie Taylor Greene, these phonies that were there today down by the uh, border. And I'm not interested in talking about what's going on in the border. We know. I'm interested in talking about the minority leader, this phony, this incompetent who wants to be speaker but doesn't have the guts, the guts to deal with his own party. We now know, we now know, and he said it in his own words, and we got his own words, that he could not stand Donald Trump anymore, that he was fed up with him. And that he wanted to, to tell him, and he said he was responsible for part of the insurrection. And he knew he was. And so what does this guy do? He basically does a mea culpa, goes down to Florida, and shines the boots and shoes of Donald Trump. Kisses up to him. This is the man that's going to be speaker. This is disgusting. This is not. Okay, this, is not this is why this country is the way it is. Stand. Because nobody has the guts. But guess what? Up to this guy. But that's called modern day politics on the Democratic side and the Republican side. 
so so let's just go back to Obama for argument's sake. Do you think everybody on the Democratic side really liked him? Of course not. Any president. But you know, they they make their comments privately and the, the, sometimes they'll there'll be a leak of emails and and then th- this has been my world of politics where people often will say the exact opposite stand of what they just told me in the commercial break. And you know and, and you know what they told you during the commercial break was real, but as soon as the camera went on, they said the exact opposite. That's modern day politics. No Barack Obama did not commit crimes like foster an insurrection. Okay? Barack Obama never did that. Okay? We have a man I didn't make it up. I didn't say these words. That's what the, the minority leader said. Don't talk about Barack Obama. He didn't try to overthrow the elections. No, 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 no. Had. What are the, you talking the, the, about? The, the reason why I used Obama as an example is that he was so beloved by many on the Democratic side. I was trying to illustrate the point, Stan, that even someone that is as beloved as Obama you know, folks uh, publicly loved him and some elected officials, but private, privately, they were, he was not their cup of tea. That's modern-day politics. Great. A lot of people didn't like him, but he didn't commit crimes or didn't attempt to try to stop elections. And hopefully that is the difference. Well, I'm not actually, a big fan of Obama. Well, actually, um, you know, he was borderline on committing one crime that Mr. Obama, that he got away with. If you rec- that? If you recall, Stan, when he took out a mortgage on his home in Illinois, that mortgage was through a shady uh, businessman. And during the campaign, the way that Obama explained it was he said it was a, quote, boneheaded move. And the feds, uh, I guess because we were in the middle of an election, did not prosecute. But any other time, he could have went down uh, criminally on on the uh, on the loan, so I'm just I, I'm just using that as one example. If you're looking for something, Stan, with any politician, uh, you you can find it. But Stan, I I see that we already have a uh, a number of responders to you, and so uh, Stan, I I thank you, my friend, for the call, and I I haven't forgotten the um. The cake that you, <laughs> that you, you have. Uh, How about the shot? Did I, you get the I, shot? I haven't gotten the shot please, yet. Um, please get it, please. Well, thank you. Thank you, Stan. I'm just a little. Um, now, now, Stan, I see four calls responding to you on the board. And so I thank you for the call, Stan. And I, I'll get the shot. I'll, I'll get the shot. Thank you. So now, thank you, Stan, for the call. Let's see who do we pick first to respond to stand. Let's go to Susan in Brooklyn. Good morning, Susan. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. You know, what you just said, Dominic, you give people enough rope to hang themselves like that last caller, um, that he's talking about insurrection. Well, maybe if he didn't, if he watched something besides MS uh, DNC, he would know that the trial, a trial that actually took place showed that the police were letting people in and a jury uh, had the uh, the, the uh, so-called, um, uh, you know, insurrectionist. Mm-hmm. There's no one has been charged with insurrection. It has been trespassing very minor crimes. And the one or two cases 
has shown that the that the police officers let him in and that these people were acquitted. So, you know, he still wants to say insurrection and 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 say that the president Trump was involved. And this is just false because these people are brainwashed, they're delusional, and we have bigger crimes that Black Lives Matter was uh, tra- taping up, uh, trying to tape up buildings with people in it and burn them. Um, I think it was in Portland or, or Washington, and there's been no charges. So we do not have equal justice when we have this situation. And, you know, I'm glad that you let people like that on that just repeat all of this brainwashing because they don't look at the, and what about Michigan? Now they just showed that this was uh, also that, that, um, they said that the uh, there was going to be a kidnapping of the governor and this big plot and and that uh, the jury also said that this was um um it, uh, what do you call it when they were entrapped the FBI entrapped the people so you know people really have to just you know peel back the onion a little bit and stop with the break, with all this uh, uh the MSNBC and CNN. Well, I don't even know if CNN is has gotten away from all this line of well, uh, insurrection. Well, Susan, I thank you for the uh, call this morning. Let's go from Brooklyn to New York. And Lisa, good morning, Lisa. What's on your mind? Yeah, Dominic, the overwhelming evidence that Joe Biden colluded with Russia, with Hunter Biden, his brothers Frank, his sister Valerie, is unbelievable from these emails. <clears throat> He's a liar. He lies every day, Joe Biden. He was involved with millions of dollars from communist China, Burisma. The evidence is right there. He will be impeached. Well, hey, Lisa, we we will see about that. But one headline, normally I haven't, I I read the the, uh, Hunter Biden stories, but one headline really has me confused this morning. And normally I don't stop and pay that much attention to them. But one of the headlines as it relates to Hunter Biden is that, uh, and, and he acknowledges this in his own book, that his brother's wife, who we ended up having an affair with, he demanded that she go get tested for HIV. And this is his brother's wife, and they're carrying on. And I, I mean, I, Lisa, I, I, just, I don't get that one. You know, I mean, I, I know what the, what the allegation is, reading between the line, but the lines. But I, I thank you for the call, Lisa. Let's go now from New York to Westchester and Alana. Good morning to you. You are on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Dominic, your show is awesome. Um, one thing I want to say is I'm thank very you. sorry about the firefighter in the city. I just want to say that that yes. you know. Regards. Um, so, Stan, he said that he knocked these people for being at the border. I guess he forgot that Biden has never been to the border. Kamala Harris has never been to the border. So um, Stan should, you know, pay attention to what's going on in the world and stop hating so much. And he should also remember that Biden is the one that caused the death in Afghanistan. And he also should remember the weapons that were left behind, the dogs that were uh, killed and savagely their nose cut off. 
He should remember that the oil prices are high because he stopped the key of the key the pipeline. He should realize that the police are getting assassinated because everybody, a lot of people that hate cops, want to get away with whatever they want to do and make the cops look bad. So I'm feeling that you know Biden and then Ukraine. I'm a little upset about a lot upset about Ukraine because I think what's going to happen is I think this this Putin is going to you know, do nuclear warfare in America, maybe. We don't know. But he's, he's, he, he doesn't care. He doesn't have the, the – he, he doesn't care. He's killing babies and moms and fathers and children. So I hope we go in there and help more. Well, I, I thank you for the uh, telephone call, and it remains to be seen what the U.S. is going to do as it relates to uh, Ukraine. But, again – the one area, as I said at the top of the show, where the U.S. has succeeded is that Russia is weakened. They have been exposed as this war has now entered uh, two months and uh, lots of phone calls, folks. I'm going to try and get to as many of them as we can. Alyssa, I believe it's Alyssa in Manhattan. Good morning to you. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Um, today is my birthday. It's your birthday? It is my birthday. As Happy midnight. birthday. Thank Happy you. birthday. How old are you, 21? I'm only joking. Uh, no, Leave actually, it alone. I'm, Leave I it alone. you by three years, <laughs> I believe. Ah, well, happy birthday. What are you going to do for your birthday? Oh, you know what? Um, my husband's gonna said he's gonna surprise me. So, ah, uh, that's I'm nice. looking forward to maybe, that. Maybe go out to a nice dinner. Right, right. Okay. Well, happy um, birthday! But I just, you know, I thought I'd take this time just to let you know that your show is awesome. I love that you keep it real. I love that you keep it honest. Um, that you put so many different viewpoints on whether they're opposing or not. You've got great uh, callers and listeners. And uh, I just wanted to take a moment um, just to reach out, like before uh, Jacqueline was on. I know Jacqueline from a previous radio show. Mm -hmm. Um, She always hits it out of the park. She always has such well-thought-out opinions. Um, And her information is always really good. So I just wanted to give a shout-out to her. Um, Also, just to um, Norman from Brooklyn. Uh, Carol from Jersey, and last but not least, Pete and Renee from Staten Island. It's nice to know that they're still out there and voicing their opinions and that they're okay, and I just wanted to say hi. Well, thank you, and you get to do the shout-outs because it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. I, I hope you enjoy it, and I'm sure your husband is going to deliver on something oh, very, very nice for you today. He will. We, we've been together almost 32 years. Wow. So I Congratulations. Know I've, got, I've got a keeper. Congratulations. Yes, <laughs> yes, you have a keeper. Thank I have you. a keeper. Thank you very thank much, you and so have a great much, morning. Dominic. Of course, thank you. I thank look you. forward to listening to you for the rest of the year. Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you. Thank you. Dominic Carter here with you, folks. I've got to take a break. When we come back, more of your telephone calls. For example, we're going to go up to Boston and talk to uh, Jennifer. But first, Carter Cares, that's coming back. That's when we come back, I should say. Talk Radio 77, WABC. WABC. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry 
as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Highlighting stories that hit close to home from your borough to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. The wokeness is going too far. Exhibit number one this morning. A transgender, transgender Rikers inmate reportedly raped a female prisoner while in the women's section of the jail and has been sentenced to seven years. This has been announced. Ramel Blunt. 33 years of age, who goes by the name of Diamond Blunt, pleaded guilty to attempted rape April 7th in an apparent plea deal. So Blunt, who was housed in the female section of the facility, uh, this incident took place in the shower uh, area, and uh, the victim reported the incident to jail officials. A rape kit was administered which matched Blunt's DNA, which happened to be in the New York State Registry. Registry. And so I also want to tell you folks that wanted the name of the uh, Tappan Zee Bridge to be changed, excuse me, the Mario Cuomo Bridge to be changed back to the Tappan Zee Bridge. It appears that's not going to happen. Assembly Democrats have blocked Republican-sponsored legislation that sought to rename the Cuomo Bridge as the Tappan Zee Bridge. I really feel Mario Cuomo was an honorable man, and the distinction is worthy of having his name on the bridge. I don't think that he should be judged, Mario Cuomo, by what his son, who also happened to be governor, is alleged to have done. Right back to the telephone calls and coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Let's go to Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning, Dominic. Um, I so wish you had more time. You're just you're just the best. So, oh, well, thank you. Um, thank you very much. And uh, thank you always for taking my call. And uh, happy birthday, uh, Alyssa. Um, uh, so real quick, I'd like to start out by just offering my... Uh, my prayers and blessings for the family of firefighter Klein, I believe it is. Yes. 31 years old, dear God. Yes. And the bravery it takes for them to go into those Absolutely. things. And even though the fire was out, look what can still happen. So God bless him and his fellow firefighters and all of his family and friends. Um, um, real quick to stand. <laughs> um, I just think it's it's so sad to me, Dominic, the, the disdain the vitriol that it just it just seeps out of him when he talks about the Republicans and the House Minority Leader. I mean, like they're the I don't know, like they're re- really these evildoers going about. Hey, hey that was and that yet, was pretty good, was, Jennifer. The 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 impersonation, but go ahead. Well, he's it just drips from him, you know, the, the disdain, um, and. Um, you look at someone like Obama. You mentioned Obama. President Obama started his presidential campaign in the living room of a domestic terrorist who belonged to a group that's responsible for many American deaths, and if they had their way, many more would have happened. They talk about trying to overthrow the government stand 
dear God. And, um, you know, then you look at the way he conducted his business. What about Eric Holder and uh, uh, Operation Fast and Furious, gun running, illegal gun running, Stan? How many many Americans died because of uh, President Trump, let's say, or Kevin McCarthy? Uh, that would, you know, and, and the way they handled their business, as far as I know, none. But Officer Brian Terry did at the border and another Border Patrol agent also. So, you know, and those were with guns that we gave the Mexicans. So I, I'm so tired of this one-sided vision. And I also know the stand didn't offer up any, 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 um, it just makes me sick. Yeah, I talked to you I, about Bishop, I, I talked to you about that young man, Bishop Evans, last night. And you know what, Stan, maybe if you didn't really care about what's going on at the border, uh, Bishop Evans would be alive right now because that place wouldn't be the intentional hot mess that they have allowed it and want it to become. They want chaos, they have it, now Bishop Evans is dead. That beautiful 22-year-old man, I don't know or not you got a chance to read about him, Dominic. Look at his beautiful face. And I, he I, also I, I haven't yet, Jennifer. I have to step in because we have a lot of calls. And But I thank you for the call, and I look forward to chatting with you. I will read about the uh, young man and um, and get back to you on that, Jennifer. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC from Boston to Morristown, New Jersey. Let's say good morning to Arthur. Good morning. What's on your mind? Arthur, are you there? Going once, going twice. Okay, Arthur is gone. Let's go to Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, Dominic, I hope I hope Stan is listening, okay? Because I want to tell you something. He is an example of somebody who I don't think he was born this deluded or moronic, but I think he drank the Kool-Aid, and he's an example of so many people that drank the Kool-Aid. You know what he said? And I hope he's listening. I want to accept this. He said that that Obama doesn't block elections like Trump. Trump blocks elections. Well, let me tell you something, Stan. Obama was at the the nascency and the forefront of the theft of this election. When Obama protested that there should be uh, mail-in ballots because folks shouldn't get sick. That was a grandstand. That was posturing, Stan. You didn't understand that, Stan? There was no danger in waiting on lines in elections with masks on your face, you moron. Obama was setting up the theft of the election. Trump didn't block any election. Trump wanted a fair election, and he didn't get it. Get that through your stupid head, Stan. Okay? okay. I can All see right. Okay, Larry. Well, uh, I I, I think that you got your point across. Thank you, Larry, for joining us this morning. In a moment, I'm going to Dan in Ohio, but first, Miguel in Flushing. Good morning, Miguel. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Um, I don't want to mention the guy in Forest Hills because we know every time he comes on, it's Trump, 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 Trump. Um, He is... Um, his mind is gone anyway. And also you should research uh, before you get that shot because it's not even working. So many people are getting infected. But I wanted to call about the Cuomo, the naming of that that bridge. Yes. I wanted to say that maybe they should put it for vote and see if the people in the city want it. 
keep it mm. like that or, or well, change it. Well, you, you mean really the people in Westchester and uh, Rockland County where I live because it's about it's about 25 minutes away from the city. I, I just don't understand what's the uh, big deal. And I understand that the criticism is that it was pushed through in the middle of the night, pushed into the budget at the last minute. I get it that Andrew Cuomo was, you know, doing this honor for his his father. But Mario Cuomo deserved it. A three-term governor, you know, he was a good man. I covered him. So what's your preference of the of what the bridge should be named, Miguel? I think that they should just um, pick a couple of names of famous people from New York mm-hmm. and let, let the people in New York vote on who, who the name should be named after, the mm-hmm. bridge should be named after. Mm-hmm. Um, it shouldn't just be done by his son because that's what he did. He, like Cuomo, everything he did was he forced his way in there. That's why even his own party threw him out of there at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, um, well, Miguel, his came back to get him. I, I hear you, and I thank you for the call, and have a uh, beautiful morning. I mentioned Dan in Ohio, so let's go to Ohio. Good morning, Dan. What's on your mind? We need to give you an extra hour, Dominic. Well, that's very kind of you to say. Thank you. Uh, Dominic, uh, Ukraine has 103 million acres of farmland. We only have 90 million acres of farmland. 900. And they have a they have 103 million. Okay, so more, so what's the point? Yeah, they have more farmland than we have, but their their farmland is more uh, more fertile. What I'm trying to say is, like in Canada, uh, Ukraine for 20 years was not allowed to sell real estate to non-citizens. But then the NATO international bankers got cut a deal with Zelensky where they could finance people who want to buy the land in Ukraine and make multi-billion dollars. There's people now at the farmer farms, like they'll come in from the Netherlands and they'll farm, they'll, they'll lease, 50,000 acres, them up 2,000 cows and plant grains on that, and that's how it is now. But they want to change that law, and it was agreed to when they separate themselves from Russia, but they wouldn't be able to sell like land to NATO citizens. Well, and, Dan, and, I, uh, I, I have to step in because I, I have a lot of calls, and we only have a few minutes left here. Um, but I, I do hope to hear from you in the uh, in the future. Um, the situation in Ukraine remains a dire one in which um, the war has now entered the second month. And in one second, I'm going to my colleague, Frank Morano, but I want to hear what my friend Karen in Rockland has to say on the Mario Cuomo Bridge. Good morning, Karen. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Go right uh, ahead. I remember, you know, way back when they changed the name of the bridge, Cuomo said that he, you know, I mean, Within five days, or even less than that, they changed name from the Papaji to the Cuomo Bridge. Right. If if uh, Albany had worked as fast on everything else like they did on that one, <laughs> the state wouldn't have any problems. <laughs> right. Well, the, well, that that's and good. And I got news for you: people are still calling it the Tapazi Bridge. <laughs> right. Well, hey, Karen, I thank you for the call. But you know, Frank Morano, Karen does make an excellent point. If Albany moved as fast as it did on the now Mario Cuomo Bridge, oh, then, yeah. then we wouldn't have any problems. Uh, that good, is for sure. Good morning to you, Good sir. morning. 
So what do you have coming up today? An action-packed show uh, coming up today. We're going to discuss the Ukraine situation and the economy and inflation with Alan Tonelson, uh, one of my favorite commentators on national security and the economy. And then in the 2 o'clock hour, we're going to talk with an anthropologist from the University of Alberta. Really interesting book he's just written that's alleging this creature, which is sort of a half-ape, half-human, uh, they, they call it the Hobbit, but it's got a proper Latin name. I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. Could still be around. It was thought to be extinct, but it could still be around in Indonesia. So we're going to cover that. And uh, we're obviously going to be reviewing this uh, Elon Musk acquisition of Twitter, what the application is and the implication for both politics and social media. It's going to be very interesting, I think. It's always interesting. So I'm going back to the phone calls, but I have a question for you. Okay. Because you have more than one cat, I believe. Three. Three cats. Okay. So you didn't say anything, but you can see my jacket where I have, uh, uh, what do you call it? Cat Cat uh, hair. Cat hair all over me, right? And so Beyonce, the cat, is is with me. Dolce's up in Rhode Island uh, with my grandkids. And um, so the question is... The cat has its hair everywhere, on mm. at the dining room, or all on the chair. I mean, what? I, I guess I just got to carry one of those lint brushes. That's what and- my wife does. She not only that's the. Fr- I, I can't tell you how much time she spends lint brushing. I mean, that's the first ah. thing she does in the morning, and then she's lint brushing clothing like crazy. But I, I mean, I probably because of a similar problem wouldn't wear dark. Mm-hmm. Clothing like what you're wearing mm-hmm. because it does show more. Oh boy! And so, what does it mean when the cat comes up to me and starts purring and and raises its back? I think that's a positive. I think I that, thought so too. I, I think that shows they like you for the time being. Exactly. <laughs> Let's go. You select the next phone call. All right. Well, how about uh, how about uh, Tracy in Rockland? Tracy, good morning. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. Hello, Dominic. It's Gracie, not Tracy. Gracie, okay. Hi, Gracie. How are you? We're listen, doing well. Li- okay, listen. Th- you remember it was the Malcolm Lewis Bridge, uh, Malcolm Wilson Bridge in Rockland. He was a former governor. That bridge has changed its name more than once. What a, what a waste of time with this name business. It's, leave the name. We're going to spend more money on signs. Leave it. Who cares what the name of the bridge is? It's still a bridge. So you don't feel Mario Cuomo deserves the honor? Listen, you know what? He he was he was a good politician. He was a great speaker. Of course, leave it alone. Who cares? <laughs> you know they changed it already. We're going to change it another fifty times. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. Well, we Tracy, got enough problems. We, you know that, Dominic. Yeah, we I wish do. You had enough. Well, I wish you had another hour. You're well, terrific. Well, Tracy, thank you. That's very kind of you to say and have a uh, a beautiful morning. I'm going to go to our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Audrey, I literally have 40 seconds left to the show, so please be thank quick. Thank you, my call. Thank you, and hello, Frank. And I just have a comment. As far as Stan is concerned, he's about the only sane person that called in today. I have to say that. I very rarely talk about your callers, but what is it that – that makes people think that Fox is the only news in the world. You have a great show and great okay. night. Okay. All right, Audrey. Well, I, I thank you. And and so look at that. Look at that, Frank Morano. Uh, we have a uh, call of support for Stan. There you go, Stan. So, He's uh, getting his own fan club. You he know? may be filling in here pretty soon. And so, folks, what I want you to do, I want you to do me a small favor. 
Keep your radio right where it is. Or if you're listening online, download the app, but listen for the next several hours. I promise you, it's great radio. Hosted by Frank Morano, The Other Side of Midnight. That's coming up right now. And I will be back again tomorrow, same time, same station. Talk Radio 77, WABC. UTIs are the worst. I've been there. One year, I had eight UTIs. If you get UTIs, then you understand how awful the cycle can be. I was taking all the precautions. And cranberry products, they just never worked for me. I was desperate for a way to be proactive. It was hard on me and on my husband. It was tough to see her in pain, and I wanted to help. I'm Jenna. And I'm Spencer. With Spencer's background in biochemistry. And our shared frustration when it came to UTIs, we were inspired to start Eucora. At Eucora, we make innovative urinary tract supplements and UTI relief products. Our effective urinary tract supplements finally give you a way to be proactive. Feel like you've tried everything? We get it. We have a money-back guarantee so you can try risk-free. If you're not happy, you'll get a full refund. We're on a mission to help women get their lives back. Ready to join them? Go to eucora.com today. eucora.com.